What's up, everybody? You're listening to episode 23 of Two Views Movies Podcast. Welcome back to Two Views Movies Podcast, everybody. A podcast by two guys who love watching movies almost as much as we love arguing about them. I'm Garrett. And I'm Carson. And today we are doing something just a bit different. Kind of the same, but a little different. We um, both decided to watch Cobra Kai since it came out. On YouTube. On YouTube Red, yes. And normally we like to stick to movies, but this being a show that's in the vein of a movie that's related to a franchise that you know we grew up on. It's basically a sequel. Yeah, it, it felt natural, I guess, is what we're saying. Like it, it wasn't like a sitcom of Karate Kid or something. This felt like a natural extension of a movie franchise that we've watched a lot of, know a lot about. So it felt like we owed it to talk about it, right? For sure. So... I can't remember if we've mentioned this in a previous podcast, but we've both seen Karate Kid 1, 2, and 3 a lot. Numerous, numerous viewings. I mean, to the point where we had a a marathon viewing one night with me and you and another friend of ours where we watched 1, 2, and 3 back to back to back. I swore I'd never watch Karate Kid ever again because I hated Daniel LaRusso so much by the end of it that I wanted nothing to do with Karate Kid ever again. (laughs) Daniel LaRusso got increasingly more annoying. uh, Yeah between every movie right and and not to jump too far ahead but i feel like this show acknowledges that a little bit <laughs> right another thing <laughs> when we used to play so fresh out of college we used to play halo 2 yes yeah your your screen name on xbox live at one point was our gamer tag was john crease john crease one of our other friends was terry silver yes and we all had the cobra because you could make a snake with a diamond background on your halo emblem yeah and that, that's that that's was what, our group was yeah the, the group name was cobra kai right exactly yeah. so we know one, two, and three. We we all quote it to each other all the time. Like whenever one of our friends is being stupid, we'll call him a coward, like Sato does in Karate Kid too. So we are intimately familiar with Karate Kid one through three. Yeah, because I, I figure like ranking of villains, you have Darth Vader, you have Hans Gruber, <laughs> and then you got John Kreese. I mean, he's just where read... where did I hear he was called the Darth Vader of Karate? I th- that must have been in like a documentary or something about Karate Kid that I've seen, but I know I've heard those explicit words before. It fits. The Darth Vader of Karate. It's yeah, the dark side. Then you find out he was just kind of the, you know, Terry Silver was pulling the strings well, behind the, the emperor, scenes. so it fits. <laughs> right. <laughs> Toxic dump business, right? So Terry, good. Terry Silver. So I guess the best place to start with this is expectations. They YouTube had been kind of releasing some commercials or previews for it and stuff. And I'll be honest, I, I thought it sounded like a cool idea. And we've all seen the YouTube video, right, of uh, Daniel LaRusso is the real villain of the Karate Kid. Like somebody put that together. And I, I've heard yeah. that even became a thing on How I Met Your Mother somehow. So I wasn't quite sure where in the series is called Cobra Kai. So I wasn't sure where this is going to go. Is it going to try and flip everything on its head? You know, what approach are they taking? Some of the previews looked really funny, like when Daniel LaRusso is doing his commercial and he's karate chopping the prices and stuff. Right. That was hilarious. But then there was a few other ones that I saw and I was like, uh, I don't know. I can't get a feel. See, and I thought this was going to be incredibly cheesy. I thought I thought I would love it because of my background in Karate Kid. Yeah. But I thought it was going to be virtually unwatchable to anybody who doesn't love the Karate Kid. Yeah. I, so I think it's safe to say that you and I were both maybe hesitant going into it. Like, okay, well, we're going to watch it because it's Cobra Kai and we have to watch it. But I didn't 
I don't think I had serious expectations for it. I just wanted it to be decent. Like I didn't waste my time kind of thing. So yeah. I think you and I are probably in the same boat with that. Right. So then I have a friend of mine who watched it and he's just blowing me up on my phone. Like, oh my God, you have to watch this. It's so good. This is incredible. I'm like, okay. I mean, I, I guess I believe you. I'm not saying it, but really it's that good. And it's like, do not. Yeah, it's so good. I'm going to finish it all in one day. And I was like, what is going on? Did they really, did they really do this well on yeah. Cobra Kai? Is it che- cheesy? You have to watch this or is it, it's really actually good. Yeah. yeah. And you know, honestly, I think what you just said is kind of the sweet spot that they hit. I don't know how they did it, but they did it. It was, yes, at times it was kind of cheesy, but it never crossed that line, I thought, where it was so cheesy where you groaned or kind of, you know, oh God, they're really pandering here kind of thing. They meshed that with the somehow making it new and feel fresh at the same time. I don't know how they did it. Yeah, and I don't think... I don't think cheesy is the right word. I think they nodded a lot to sure. the first the first movie, which if you want to call that cheesy, yeah, okay. But I, I thought they did it in a way that it was it was done really well. Yeah, like I think the way I described it to one of my friends was, you're you're probably right. It's probably unfair to call it cheesy. Like if there's a line in the sand where you then cross it into cheesy territory, right? I feel like this show consistently figured out how to walk right up to that line and not cross it. Right. And I think to some people it could feel maybe a little bit heavy handed at times. There was definitely moments later in the series where I was like, ooh, that's that's very, very on the nose, but I'll let it slide. Yeah, so we're we're thirty years later and so you're you're following Johnny. Yeah. You know, who got beat in the first movie. Right. Uh, to, he lost to Daniel and his life is crap. Yeah. You know, but essentially he as a person stopped in the 80s yes and so he was he was all big high school so everything and so there are some moments there to where he doesn't know what new technology (laughs) is that that, that's a little little cheesy but but other than other than that i think those those are the only things that are more heavy-handed but he yeah but i thought he was i thought he was perfect you know and he did a, a fantastic job of being johnny and johnny's again the same he's a male again with an 80s mindset yeah and so everything a white male with an 80s yeah. mindset so his his comments uh to women and to minorities yeah. are just what you would expect that that teenager to do right but he's he's 30 years older now yeah and, and so it just is so funny to see him in like, like you can't talk like that anymore to, right to, to type of thing and people are but he doesn't to, care he, he doesn't care right. yeah and, and they're, they're try, trying to make him grow as a person like he's he's just stopped and then now he's on yeah. his his so he's driving like an old firebird his same every, firebird yeah <laughs> every time he gets in the car it's an 80s song he rails on the other main character the kid that he starts to teach about listening to crap music and he needs to go get some guns and roses or something right. he drinks coors banquets yeah, right. He is stuck in time, but it worked so well because he's so out of touch. Like there's one point where they reference Facebook. He's like, what's a Facebook? Right. Um, he's completely, like you said, not politically correct in any way, shape or form. He's railing on kids for how they look, calling them all a bunch of wusses and yelling at them for everything. Right. He calls them a bunch of nerds and losers and <laughs> fat and stupid, you know, the yeah. whole and ugly, you know, <laughs> but it's funny because they tie that all back to, he still believes in the Cobra Kai mentality, which that, is, that's how he was taught. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, strike first, strike hard, no mercy. So, and you know what, at some point, when he's teaching these kids that you, you kind of start to agree with the Cobra Kai message a little bit. Cause he's like, 
so one kid who goes through a transformation, but he has a facial deformity, like a surgery from a cleft palate, I think, or cleft lip. And he starts calling him lip. And they're like, you can't do that. He's like, why? He's like, you can't expect the world to not call you that. So I'm going to call you that. And you can kind of start to get behind that a little bit in terms of, yeah, the world's not a nice place. People don't always follow the rules. So what are you going to do when somebody doesn't follow those rules? You're going to run away. You're going to cry. You're going to stand your ground. So you kind of feel yourself buying into the Cobra Kai mentality. It has a little bit more heart than the crease led mentality. Right. And it's even the, you know, how to go talk to girls. You know, you got to strike first. Yeah. You know, you got to get up there and strike. And so they're, <laughs> yeah. they're, they're almost like life lessons. <laughs> right. You know, but they're they're taught from a weird, yeah, a weird spot. But it's always some funniness around it too, right? Because like when the main character, the main kid character is talking about wanting to ask a girl out and he's like, <laughs> well, she, she says, yeah, well, there's that <laughs> first, right? That's the, maybe the best scene in the whole movie because I don't know if you caught movie. a movie. I don't know if you caught this, but he comes in and we've skipped over so much, but. Miguel is the main kid who's a nerd who gets picked on, and he, of course, runs into Johnny because Johnny is a handyman at the apartment that they live at. And so you've got the, and he even goes to Miguel about the water pressure, which is exactly how Daniel meets Miyagi. So it's stuff like that that if you don't know that, you don't have that history in your head, that'll go, that'll fly right by you. But right. for us karate kid dorks, it's like, oh, that that's perfect. That's how Johnny and Miguel meet. I'm going to shortcut a lot of stuff right here, but he eventually starts being trained by Johnny. And then at one point he goes in and the first thing he says to Johnny is like, I, something about, I need to ask you something about a girl. And Johnny doesn't even skip it. His first question is, is she hot? And Miguel just starts going, well, she's really smart. And Johnny just keeps hitting him with a, is she hot? And finally, after three <laughs> times, he's like, Miguel's like, yeah, she's hot. And Johnny, nice nice <laughs> yeah but it's stupid stuff like that like we could sit here and quote johnny all day from this show and it's always just stuff it's rarely where he's the focal point of the story it's more like he'll be talking in a conversation with somebody it's just the way he acts or something he says in the background of a scene where you're like that's so hilarious that he does that and i think that in the way that we're telling it sounds almost like he's um Ben Stiller in Dodgeball, like a, a character of himself, but, he, yeah. but he's not. He actually, as if he was Johnny, which I, yeah. fe- I feel like he, like that's how that person would act. Yeah. Like he's, he's just an. Johnny crashed and burned after Daniel humiliated him, and he's just been in a life rut ever since, including he had a kid and he's not a dad to that kid, which this whole show ties into. Yeah. But Johnny is the reason to watch the show. It's not Daniel. I, I do think that the kids are good. In this, so I, that that was the genius part on the writers is that they have Daniel and Johnny, but they have this whole slew of kids coming up underneath them. Daniel has a daughter; she's dating, or you know, she comes to like the guy who's training with Johnny. His name is Miguel. But then there's Johnny's son who ends up training with Daniel. So there's all this kind of stuff, and that's where I really felt that the writers did a really good job of keeping you on your toes. I didn't think they overly telegraphed a whole lot of stuff. Like I kept wanting to be like, okay, so Miguel is the Daniel, but he he doesn't end up being the Daniel, the good guy who is a nerd who start, he starts out like Daniel, right? He gets kind of dorky, getting bullied by other kids, but he doesn't end up becoming Daniel like you would like you would think. I think uh, they did exactly that. You think it's going to be a uh, just a just a easy role reversal of. You have Cobra Kai, and now Cobra Kai is Miyagi Dojo, but that's not how not what happens. No, you know, it, it turns into Cobra Kai's back, right? And a t- type of thing. And the people that you think you're rooting for, you all of a sudden aren't, yeah. and vice versa. 
Right, because in Karate Kid 1, or even 3, but we'll stick with 1, the Cobra Kai were rich kids. They were they ran the school. They were the coolest kids at school. They were jerks to everybody. But this one, Johnny gets all the losers of the school, right? He gets Miguel, who's been bullied by some kids at school. And then Miguel starts to get his friends involved. And once everybody sees that Miguel is good at karate because of Johnny, Cobra Kai gets a lot of people that come there. But it's still all a bunch of... I mean, there's a part where they're lining up at the Cobra Kai dojo and Johnny's just walking through each of them, humiliating each of them, just making fun of them to their face. Like one kid's punching. He's like, are you sure you're right-handed or something like that? Because you can't throw a punch. So it really does turn the concept of at least Cobra Kai on its head a little bit. Now he's he infuses them with the Cobra Kai message which then plays out pretty interestingly in the end because you have these kids who you're rooting for because they get picked on a lot. They get to a point where you like them and they're redeemable, but then it, it's almost like the Cobra Kai mentality takes over and you can see them starting to become jerks. Ba- yeah, bad. And now you're like, well, I don't know. Who do I root for now? Right. So, yeah, it's so good at keeping you off balance. I guarantee as you watch this, you don't know how it's going to play out. Like you might know by episode nine, how 10 is going to play out. But midway through, if you think you know who's who in this whole situation and, oh, this is the new Johnny and this is the new Daniel, you're not going to be right. Unless you just listen to this and then now, now you know. You shouldn't to listen see. to this right. if you haven't watched That's it. That's true. That's <laughs> true. Spoiler filled. Yes. But no, I, I thought they did everything great. I thought Daniel Russo picked up right where he left off of annoying Oh, Daniel. God. Yeah. And... I think they played to that. Yeah. And Johnny's face, just every time he has any interaction with Daniel, is just just great. So one, you know, he was embarrassed by this kid. But two, he sees him because Daniel owns a car dealership and he's got commercials and billboards everywhere. And it's uh and so he keeps seeing him everywhere. He just doesn't want to be reminded, but his all his interactions are just fantastic. Yeah. And somehow owning a car dealership is so perfect. For Daniel LaRusso. His little bonsai trees. He gives away bonsai trees. The commercial that we talked about where he's karate chopping prices. I mean, it's these guys who wrote this did such a great job at expanding things and poking fun at things, but not ruining things. Right. My It was low expectations. It was all of those things, but I don't, I can't think of a better instance where somebody took a property of a movie or whatever it is and built upon it and did so good that you're like, Oh, I I wish this was an actual movie that was imagine that if this had been the karate kid four or whatever, four and five. Yeah. It's, it's so well done. It worries me for season two, skipping ahead a little bit because now the bar is going to be really high. Right. Cause I know people that are karate kid, dorks like us that know it inside and out that love it and i know people that aren't as familiar with karate kid who watch it and been like oh yeah this is this is great i love this and they don't even get half the inside jokes but you don't have to get the inside jokes to enjoy the show that's what's really good about this there's enough new stuff there to keep it interesting but at least go watch karate kid one before you watch this yeah it'll help quite a bit yeah. yeah. I mean, the Karate Kid 3 is referenced. Actually, both of them are referenced in Karate Kid 2, but Karate Kid 3 is referenced when they say uh, Cobra Kai's banned from, yeah. from the tournament because of what Terry Silver and Mike Barney is. I have no idea who that is. Right. You know, because Johnny wasn't around. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so that's, it's like, oh, we got a Terry Silver reference. Right. <laughs> so like, yeah. They actually say Terry. I was shocked that we got an actual Terry Silver reference. Yeah. I thought that they might have just for, kind of forgotten, yeah. you know, the, the third one. Yeah. You know, and just kind of picked up from. 
from from uh, the first one. Yeah, well, and they referenced Karate Kid three because Daniel's wife makes fun of him for the failed business of Mr. Miyagi's little trees, little trees, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is great because it's such a stupid idea. And Daniel took Miyagi's money and took all flushed money. it down the drain with that business idea. And it's fantastic that they that they honored that. But one of the things I thought was really cool about this was. Daniel and Johnny in one episode finally kind of bond and it doesn't last very long because of how the plot goes, but they both bond over the fact that neither had a dad. So Daniel's upbringing, he just had his mom. Johnny had a stepdad who was rich. And it was funny because Daniel, I think always saw Johnny as this really rich kid who had everything he wanted. And Johnny several times has to tell people just because I had money doesn't mean I had everything. And they flash back and show Johnny's kind of I don't want to say rough upbringing, but his stepdad was rich, but was a complete jerk to him. Right. And that leads the, leaves the get open for then Johnny to explain how Kreese really became the father figure to him. And then Miyagi became the father figure to Daniel. So it even fills in some of the stuff like pre karate kid one, because you get more of a backstory on these guys. Like at one point, Johnny's telling a story about how he met Allie. Right. It's so good. And then also you find out that, in Karate Kid 1, Daniel takes Allie to golf and stuff. That's always where Johnny but went. But that, yeah, you find out that Johnny actually always took his dates to golf and stuff, and he had taken Allie to golf and stuff. It's it's incredible what they did. I, I still, I've seen it twice. I watched the whole series twice. It's so funny. It's so good. And it's just awesome. So there's 10 episodes, and each are about 20 minutes, 20 to 30 minutes apiece. Yeah. And so it's basically two two movies. That's how I... How I picture it in my head, it's a uh, yeah, it's a part one and part two of yeah. just like any any other movie that you're out there. And I, I, again, I think it's it's great. It's not a, a ten hour commitment like some of these series are, but yeah, it, it was a nice. It is a perfectly timed, I think, run, and you can just keep keep powering through those. But uh, no, I think they did, did a wonderful job. Yeah, at, at telling the backstory of Johnny, making him likable. Because I mean, you don't like Johnny, but yeah, uh, now you like Johnny. You understand Johnny. And then you don't you don't like Daniel, but then you come back to start liking Daniel again. Right. And then it's just everybody has that that arc. Almost every character has, yes. has an arc that they're going through at the same time, yeah, all in different directions. Yeah, and obviously, I think the one that's besides Johnny and Daniel that's at the forefront is Miguel. He's really kind of the star of the show because you really follow him through everything. You know, he gets beat up, he finds Johnny Lawrence, starts to get into Cobra Kai. Starts to date Daniel LaRusso's daughter, and then that goes downhill. And, you know, so what we had talked about earlier, I thought he was the Daniel of the show. Well, he's really the Johnny of the show. Right. He starts out rough, bullied, becomes strong with Cobra Kai, and then loses the girl, right? And, and in the same way that Johnny does, it was kind of a kind of a mistake, kind of a weird twist of fate that he's dating Daniel LaRusso's daughter, and then she ends up... Mis- cut, he misinterprets the situation. He misinterprets the situation yeah. because she rolls into a party with... Johnny Lawrence's son. I mean, so that's the big piece of this that we've all left out is there's this whole fatherness going on where Daniel ends up training Johnny Lawrence's son, but he doesn't know it's Johnny Lawrence's son. So right after Daniel, I mean, it was such good writing right after Daniel and Johnny are sitting in a bar and they're bonding over all these stories. They were singing Ario Speedwagon and the Firebird bonding. They get to Daniel's house and that's immediately when Johnny finds out that Daniel's been training Johnny's estranged son. And it all blows up, and that's right before the All-Valley Tournament, and everything comes to a head because Miguel, who has been dating Daniel LaRusso's daughter, has to square off in the finals against Robbie, who is Johnny's son, who's been coached by Daniel. Yeah. 
And again, I went into that thinking, I don't know who's going to win this, right? Like original Karate Kid would say, Robbie's going to win this. He's on Daniel's side. Daniel always wins. Yeah, but we've been rooting for Miguel this whole time. Yeah. But then we don't want, you know, Johnny's son to lose because he's had a, an arc of his own. Yes. You know, and so you're just kind of bouncing back and you forth. You are. The, uh, uh, who do I want to get yeah. this next? And then they start, okay, Miguel's going really Cobra Kai here. And what's great about that, right? And when you say really Cobra Kai, he's harping or he's hitting on Robbie's injuries, just like Johnny was told to do, was told to do by Crease. But every time they flash to Johnny... When Miguel's doing this, he, he, want he do even that. says, like, we want to win the right way. And I think Miguel says something to the effect of... No mercy. Yeah, what does it matter if we win? And you can see it all over Johnny's face that he's... The lessons of Cobra Kai are getting away from him. And it's happening to his son. So there's all this emotion, like, wrapped into one where you're like, man, I'm totally invested in this freaking show. Like, what is it doing to me? <laughs> that, you know, you want... You want Miguel to win, but you kind of don't. You want Robbie to win, but you kind of don't. You want Cobra Kai to be good, but that's kind of not what Cobra Kai is. Like I, It's so great how it just, they didn't go black and white with this show at all. Everything lived in this gray area. Everybody's got gray. Daniel's got gray. Johnny's got gray. Miguel, Robbie, everybody has it. And so the writers are able to play with that the whole entire time. And I just, I, I can't say enough about this show. It's definitely the worth the the free sign up to YouTube oh, sure. Red. <laughs> oh, it's it's worth thirteen dollars if you had to pay for YouTube for Red an for a month, month to yeah. watch it. I mean, like I said, I've watched it twice. I can't wait for season two, which they've already officially said is happening, which is amazing. It should happen. One thing we haven't touched on is the very very end, right? So yes. Johnny tells people at the All Valley meeting that John Kreese is dead, right? And so. I don't know. We're not really given like when he would have known that. I mean, in terms of like the timeline and stuff, because we all know that in Karate Kid Three, he he's alive still. But John Kreese shows up at the end, <laughs> and they don't give you much, right? He just sees Johnny and says, "I kind of knew you always had it in you to lead to up win. to win and lead up Cobra Kai," and we're just left with that. So, what's interesting to me about that is the whole comment about everybody living in this gray area. And John Kreese is not gray. No. He is black. Right. He's bad. <laughs> He's not going to be good. Now, how do we figure out how that comes into play? What does this mean for Cobra Kai? Because you, you get the feeling that Johnny wants to kind of make Cobra Kai a little bit better. Yeah. But Kreese is here now. Yeah, cause, and he's pitching his case to the panel of how to get back into uh, the tournament of, I want to help kids that are unfortunate. You know, th things like that. Give them a team mentality, things like that. And so you can see, okay, it's not the same Cobra Kai, but not... When John Kreese back, yeah, that, that changes things. Yeah. And the funny thing is I have to bring up this is John Kreese and Karate Kid 3, after two months after losing the tournament, is homeless. <laughs> yeah. He's drunk. He's walking down the street and all the bills, all the doors are shut. Lost every student. Every student from that from that tournament. It, it's and a little bit longer than a few months, but it's when Daniel's in Okinawa. Well, it's when he comes back from Okinawa, isn't it? That they show well, yeah, Chris but, walking on the side. But yeah, yeah. But he was only there for the summer. Right, but that that was six months later after the first one. So I actually had to go look up the timeline Did for you? Karate Kid. Yeah, the tournament in Karate Kid 1 is in December. And then Allie dumps him after prom, which is you know five or six months later, which is when he shows up to Miyagi's house, and then he goes to Okinawa. Okay. That's how big of a dork I am. I went and okay. looked up the timeline wow. for Karate Kid. And so, what, were a year? Uh, yeah, let's give it a year at okay. most. Well, his whole life fell apart. <laughs> well, sure, know, why wouldn't it? Because he lost his karate tournament. Well, oh, and he, he, he tried to choke out his kid. <laughs> yeah, you know, he one did of his try kids. to do that. <laughs> and so, yeah. 
but that's when Terry Silver bails him out. But it's just so it's so perfect that John Kreese would come back because his whole life is tied into this yeah this Cobra Kai dojo, and he's just you can just sit him waiting for oh, it yeah. to happen, and that's the only thing he's been doing is waiting for this dojo to be be reopened. Yeah, and uh, they they won, and, and there he is, <laughs> ready, ready to come back. So it's not far fetched. Oh, of course he came. No. I think he's really tied yeah. to this oh, on, yeah. on a deep, deep, sad level. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree with that. It, what else would John Kreese be doing besides biding time, right? And waiting <laughs> for everything to go down the just the way he wants it. Yeah. So I'm really like, so season two is set up for Daniel Russo's daughter, who's clearly been trained in, in karate. Yeah. We have Miguel and then Johnny's son, you know, that all that's still going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Kreese is back. I mean, yeah. You have Hawk, you know, still still developing into his character. Yeah, uh, he's been a fan favorite. Every, yeah. Everybody I see online loves Hawk. I tell you what, the actor did a, a amazing transformation. Not just his his hair; like you can't even picture. Yeah, the nervous kid that that he was. Right. You know, as after after a couple of scenes, you're like, wait, I can't even picture how scrawny he was. And yeah, the other thing is you can't even remember his name, right? Yeah, I mean his right. name is complete, he's completely forgettable. He's got the cleft lip, the red hair. He's just really shy, and then all of a sudden he rolls in in his mohawk and tattoo, and you're like, "That's Hawk." That's Hawk. Yeah, <laughs> it was so good. He definitely was a fan favorite from everything I read online. So what what were some of the highlights and lowlights for you? I mean, the highlight was clearly Johnny and all of his his just small mindedness. I guess is what you can call it. Just his yeah social unawareness just just those things that you know he sees no no problem with it and he has no remorse for for what he just said right you know it's like, it's like no I'm, I'm right to make fun of of this high school kids you know man boobs you know, <laughs> you know he, he thinks there's nothing wrong with it right you know and, and just just everything that he says i just thought he just just nailed it yeah anything else well i mean like i what else stood out to you about this I think we, we've touched on most of most of what I was what I was thinking was you just didn't know where it was going. I yeah, mean, you thought you did, but you, you didn't. Right. What about stuff you didn't like? Stuff I didn't like again. Daniel Russo. Yeah. I mean, he just I don't know. It's the way he looks. It's kind of everything about him. It's it, it's everything that he does. Yeah. That he's just kind of yeah. I, I don't know what what's wrong yeah. with Ralph. It, it's the way he carries himself. It's the way he talks when he. When he tried to teach Robbie lessons, kind of like Miyagi used to teach him, it just comes across awful. Like, well, I I did like when he was getting excited at certain parts of the training. Yeah, so you could tell Daniel knew his plan, and he couldn't wait to get to the next piece because yeah. because that's when he had his personal revelations. You know, yeah, and says, "Oh, I can't wait to get to this part." You know, because that's that's when he knew, "Oh, it's all going to come together." Right. You know, and it's uh, so I I did like that, even though I mean, you can say it's kind of. He just doesn't come across as wise, right? Oh, no. Like, oh, no. This is. It's just, it feels so disingenuous when he's teaching. It's like he's trying to rush through the motions, even still now that he's 50 something years old. Try, I can't quite get, put my finger on it. But well, it, I think, I think that that's absolutely right. He was trying to rush through because now he has this new student that he can teach all this stuff to. And he, he's like, oh my, oh my gosh, I have somebody new. I used to, you know, do this with my daughter, and but now she wouldn't yeah. do it with me. My son has no interest in doing it with me. But, <laughs> right. but, but I found this person who's, who really wants to do it, and I, I'm invested. And yeah. I want to get to. I want to skip, skip to every uh, everything they could do, uh, just so I can show you what I know, right? Because you know, he's he's back. He's back to doing karate mm-hmm. again. Yeah, yeah. So the the highlights for me, I think we kind of touched on it, were you know just how they handled the nostalgia, how they extended the movie 
the movie series made it deeper. I definitely really liked how they use some of the music too. Like the first time he puts his headband on, it's kind of a cheesy moment. We starts doing Kata and Karate Kid 3 has always ruined Kata for me because they make fun of it so much. And like, it's good for breaking a sweat. So every time, he start, yeah, every time he starts doing the moves, I just, I think Kata's the worst thing ever when I see it, but they use the music really well. So like he puts on the headband, you hear the music building, which it reminded me of Creed a little bit when you never get the Rocky theme in Creed until like the very end because they know you want to hear it. And that was the same way I felt like they did with Karate Kid music was they waited until certain key times and gave you that music. And then that was it. You didn't really hear it any anymore after that. Except for you're the best. Yeah, they, I know. I, I was, was talking I was to Jess really about that. I really hoping for that. I know. I don't know how they didn't do that. There must be some reason why. Maybe they felt like that was just too much, but... That was one of my kind of issues was towards the end of the show, it got to be a little too on the nose. Like, oh, Daniel LaRusso is going to coach and we have the injury. Daniel LaRusso is going to coach. Yeah, they, they have the injury to Robbie where he goes back and he's acting like he's getting ready to do the Miyagi, warm up the hands and fix them. And the, they make a joke out of it. But things started getting too kind of point for point at the end, which is a small criticism from me. One of the other criticisms I've heard, and I think it's a fair criticism, but it didn't really bother me, was that kind of the Miguel heel turn, if you, we want to call it that bad guy turn happened fast. And I, I can see that because I think he goes on a date with her in one episode. And then the very next episode they're, they're falling out already, which is how he starts to turn to be kind of a bad guy. Well, he catches her with another guy. And yeah. She, and she quote unquote lies to him about being with the other guy. And so he's, He's hurt. Yeah, which is which even all still mad. a misunderstanding, right? It is. Yes, because she was having a family dinner and Daniel and invited but, Robbie. And... But he still never knows any of that. No, right? But she doesn't. It's all kind of a misunderstanding, right? But, but he's mad. Yeah, but but I'm saying some people have said that happens really fast. So you've got this whole buildup of Miguel, and then in just like a one episode thing, he just kind of he's lost it, and now he's things are off the rails. Well, he never struck me as a as a person who is in control of sure. of his emotion, and he's in high school, yeah, and he's just got he's thinking his girlfriend's cheating on him and lying to him, yeah, and then he hits her, <laughs> right, on, <laughs> on, accident. on accident, yeah, you know, and so just sends him down the spiral, and then he sees her there, and she doesn't want anything to do with him, which only takes right. him to that next level, yeah. I think he's still because it's such a short time, he's still mad, yeah, and so it's not like it, it's been months, and he's still just brute, you know, brooding. Yeah. It's is that was yesterday. Right. They were drinking two days ago, you know, when all that happened. And then... Yeah. For me, I, I've heard that criticism, and I, I think it's a fair one, but it didn't bother me. I, I didn't have a problem with it, especially when you know it's 10 episodes. Like, you got to get through this pretty fast. Yeah, it's like, you got a lot to wrap up in this yeah. last episode. <laughs> yeah. I think the thing that bothered me the most of anything was the new move. <laughs> which well, you, it's, it's, of course you're waiting for it yeah right which again if you know karate kid you know there's going to be a new move and one it was crane and two it was the drum technique and three you got kata mm. so you knew it was going to happen but the first time they showed daniel balancing on one hand i groaned out loud i was like oh guys what <laughs> are we doing that, that was bad and then even the physics of it makes no sense like he only saw miyagi do this kick once and it's the most powerful kick in miyagi do karate because you're on one hand so it frees up both legs to do the kick i'm like god well even the kick itself is like why do you have to just stand there and balance yeah, right so, so I, I was thinking he was going to start the last point on his hand you know <laughs> right. and just just stand there not right. just a 
basically a, a round off. Right. You know? <laughs> a one-handed round off is all he did. Yeah. And only Miyagi's done it once. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, and, and it's hilarious trying to picture. So Miyagi was super old when he was teaching the crane technique. I can only imagine how how hard it was for Miyagi to get up on one hand at the time and do that. Right. But that was the the second time I watched it. I knew it was coming and it bothered me less. It just still was like, we could have come up with something a little bit more practical than having a kick that you do off of one hand. It's a minor complaint in the grand scheme of things, but and I, I think I would have been a little bit more okay with it had I not seen Daniel practicing it. Because, you know, Robbie like walks up to him in the woods and he's just standing there on one hand. I'm like, what is happening right now? I would have loved to have seen him walk into Daniel practicing basically the round off and failing. Yeah. You know, kind of kind of that. Yeah. Of, oh, I've never been able to do it. Right. You know? and and, it's like, it's like, oh, it's a cartwheel. I mean, literally, Daniel looks like Luke in The Empire Strikes Back. Dude. It's exactly what he's, he's standing on one hand. The only thing Daniel's not doing is levitating some rocks some next rocks. to him and having Yoda stand on his foot. Right. right. But it's so absurd that I didn't like that at all. But again, a small complaint, which I have very, very few complaints about this whole show. I... If you can't tell from listening to us now for however long we've been talking, it it's so good. Well done. Yeah, I, I can't wait for season two. I don't know how they can get any better. I want somebody to take all these episodes and condense them to only the scenes where Johnny is in them because <laughs> I can't get enough of Johnny Lawrence right now. He's so good. Uh, fantastic job. I mean, it hit me in the feels on all the movies. when I can't believe I didn't see it coming, but like when they were talking about going on the date that's not a date and Johnny's like you gotta take her to a place where I take all my girls and they cut to golf and stuff and they play Young Hearts that's just the same song from Karate Kid I was like oh my god like I borderline got chills watching I was like that is I didn't see it coming and it's fantastic well see that one I, I kind of figured that that's where they were going did you because it's the only it's the only date that they've shown I know but I didn't entire... expect it because it was Johnny like I figured that would have been a Daniel thing where he would have been like, oh, or if she had said, oh, I love mini golf or whatever, I would have seen it coming. But I didn't expect it that Johnny's like, this is where I take all my girls. It just completely caught me off guard. Yeah, that's the only place that we've seen. <laughs> sure. So, so that, in that whole town, you know, that, yeah. I, that I was thinking that, yeah, that's where you go. Yeah. And I've actually been to the original golf and stuff. Yeah, this past year. Yeah, I went out there in March, went to the actual one where they filmed Karate Kid 1. But this one was not filmed there. I could tell that they didn't do it. I have pictures of the sign that show it's different, but I could tell from the interior <laughs> shots that it was not the same place. Call them out on it. Yeah, I am going to send them a e nasty email. <laughs> if you had to give this a rating, so it's tough to rate this, but I, I want two things from you. I want okay. your, your star rating, and let's package all 10 episodes up as one movie and tell me where it ranks in your list of Karate Kid movies. We're not counting next Karate Kid or the Jaden Smith one. I'm just talking in the context of one, two, and three. So star rating where it lands in one, two, three. My star rating is I have to go with a, a solid four. Okay. Could be higher. Mm -hmm. If I see it again, it's a solid four and putting it in. I don't think it could be without the other three. And so that's where I'm as far as comparing it to okay. where, where it lands. So it, I, I didn't clarify this. Is your star rating based on, movies or is it based off of tv shows we said to picture it as yeah a movie. so well i was thinking about the rankings in terms of movies but i didn't know when you gave your star rating if you were thinking about it in terms of movies or tv shows i was saying it's a long movie okay if that's not, fair if not two movies okay yeah yeah i, I give it a, a solid four after a second viewing could easily be easily four and a half could, mm -hmm. be, could be a five the yeah. more the more i see johnny 
he could he could, <laughs> just, he could just put me over the edge right because because i i was i was truly laughing out loud you know in the first first episode yeah of just just him yeah and just the things that he was saying it was just it was great and uh and so it was i, I can't put it as my favorite because just as many times we've seen the other ones right i mean two is my least favorite of the three yep uh I love three because of Terry Silver so over the top. Right. And the one is the original. So it's very difficult for me to, to just throw out an order here. You got a gun to your head. Let's hear it. Gun to my head. You're the best. Puts it puts it at number one. If it, if it had included You're the Best, the song you're saying, Cobra Kai would have been the top No, one? I'm saying that's what puts the original. Oh, at, okay. At, okay. At, at sorry. Number one. I'm sorry. Gotcha. I'm not clear. Two, two is the last one. Mm-hmm. And it's. It's better than three. Yeah. It's better than three, but I have a... Th- three is badly good. Yes. If we're hearkening back to our top five yes. <laughs> episode where we talk about bad movies that we love a little bit. Yeah. Three is not a good movie. Three, Daniel's three is fat new. and stupid and annoying, and we only love it because Terry Silver and Mike Barnes and John Kreese are hilarious. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd say one, Cobra Kai, three, two. Would you have ever guessed that coming into this series? No, I don't think so. No, I mean, there's. I had no idea that that would happen. I really just thought it was. It'd be a a, a funny, cheesy. Okay, that's, I'm glad they did it. Yeah, but never in a million years would I thought there'd be a season two, right? Or even ten episodes. Yeah. So, so I would say I'm at a solid four and a half. I'm probably actually at a five on this. I mean, I've watched it twice in the last week, the entire series. Yeah, that's and it. The second time was just as good, if not better. I caught jokes and small things that I never caught the first time around. I don't know how I missed them, but it's just small things either Johnny or Miguel would say to each other that completely, either I was maybe not paying full attention one time, but I think, you know, I'm going to say it's a five. I don't watch a lot of TV shows that I think are funny, and even movies kind of fail to be funny. And even thinking of movies that try to reboot or do new things with an existing property, these guys crushed it. I can't think of the last time I saw something that, you know, took something that I love and improved upon it and made it better and made it feel like part of the original without being hokey. I mean, the, the guys just did such a fantastic job. So I, I'm, I'm going on a five. I'm saying it's a five for me. And then as far as movie rankings go, I'm with you. Although I would say it has a, I need to go back and watch the original Karate Kid because it's one of those that's so etched into my memory that I don't watch it as much as I should, because I feel like I know it so well. It's kind of like Rocky four in the sense that, you know, I'll watch it when it's on, but I mean, when you've got the whole thing memorized, you don't necessarily take the time to you can go put it in. Yeah. Yeah. Like I can just sit here and close my eyes and be like, all right, I'm watching Rocky four right now. <laughs> it's kind of the same thing with karate kid. Not as much, but you know, you don't really have a desire to watch something that you've had imprinted in your brain so much. So having said that though, it, it could challenge the first karate kid for me. It's, it's so good. It's so good. But it's because of that. And that's where I'm having... Yeah, sure. You you would not have Cobra Kai without Karate Kid, obviously. Well, you wouldn't have Karate Kid Part 2 without Karate Kid. I'm, right. just, I'm just saying that what makes it so good is because of all the references to the first one. Sure. And so that, that that's where I'm having my, my imbalance. Yes. I, I don't know. I would say that it would be hard for me to put it above. I think in terms of writing and quality... I think it's better than Karate Kid. Oh, sure. But, I mean, it's also 30 years later, and writing techniques have changed and everything. But I think I'm with you. I think, oh, I know for sure it is better than two. I had the same order you do. I'd go one, three, two on the original 
movies, and I would put Cobra Kai between one and three, but I would say they're probably neck and neck for me. That's how much I think of this show right now. So good. And we, we, there's so much that we've left out. Everybody just needs to watch it, whether you're a Karate Kid fan or not. I don't think you have to have seen Karate Kid to enjoy it. It will improve your experience by far. You'll get a lot more of the inside jokes, but there's enough there for everybody. So I got one last question for you. Uh-oh. Do you think we'll see Elizabeth Shue season two? I don't know. I'm kind of, so let's just, so the rumor is, right, you and I both heard this, that Mike Barnes might be coming in, Karate's bad boy. I feel like it would start to suffer a little bit if, you know how I always complain about Star Wars, where it's like this entire galaxy and it's really just one little family's, everything's connected. Because it is that family story. Right. We talked about this. No, I know. But at some point, like, I feel like if you start bringing in too many people from the original Karate Kid series, it starts to feel kind of hokey and there's just way too much going on. So I don't know what that right line is. Like, And Elizabeth Shue for me is kind of, I don't know. I don't know what that would bring to the table. Well, I was surprised how often they brought her up. They bring and, her up a lot for and, sure. And so they brought her up initially, probably episode one, when Johnny's looking at a picture of her or thinking about her. And, it's uh, frequent for sure. I don't remember the exact ones, but yes. And so I was like, okay, you know, he's just referencing that. You know, oh, there's Elizabeth Shue, and then they they brought her up a lot more. So I was like, she's going to be in this at some point. Yeah, he looks she's... at her picture in the high school like display case. Right. Then Daniel talks about looking her up on Facebook because they when they're bonding, they talk about how neither of them got her, and she's married to a doctor or something like that. So, and she's doing Death Wish. <laughs> yeah. So right. she's available. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I get it. I don't know. It'd be very interesting because I guess Johnny still doesn't have a love interest, although it seems to be like Miguel's mom could be a could bit be. of that. Yeah. I, I guess I trust these guys right now that they'll come up with something. If they bring her in, that they would do it right. But to me, if you're already bringing back Crease and you're talking about bringing back Mike Barnes, I think Allie would need to be a season three kind of thing. I don't think you want to just start slamming everybody back in, especially when you've got 20 minute episodes. They go fast. Is Mike Barnes a doctor? <laughs> yeah, is she married to Mike she Barnes? <laughs> Actually, I read a theory online where somebody asked if... So, in the very first scene, when Johnny loses his job as a handyman, he's talking to his boss on the phone. The boss's name is Mike. And somebody's like, how funny would that be if that was Mike, Mike Barnes. Barnes... And they just never put two and two together that they were both part of Cobra Kai. Because Mike Barnes really wasn't a Cobra Kai. He was kind of a he's hired a mercenary. Gun. Yeah, they they brought him in as you know a hit, hired hitman to go <laughs> mess up Daniel's life. The, the whole movie is yeah. awful. The I mean, this billionaire Terry Silver is spending his time to to pick on this high school kid. Yeah. Although if I knew Daniel Larusso, I'd probably want to pick on him too. That's true. And, he deserves and, it. And if I were a billionaire, maybe I'd do stuff like that. Right? Why know? not? I mean, that that's that's fun for you. Exactly. I mean, toxic dumping is only so much fun during the day, right? You got to some go somehow pick on a eighteen year old kid or something. So clearly we've gushed about this now for a while. Everybody needs to see it. I would love to rewatch it. My wife wants to rewatch it for a, an, I guess a second rewatch. So a third watch overall. I know, man. It, but like you said, it's all because of Johnny Lawrence. We, we, we've been quoting him. We've <laughs> like the way he screams quiet at the kids. He's like, quiet. Like we've been walking around our house saying that it's just, man, I, I can't, I've been wanting a pleasant surprise for movies because you and I have talked about how movies this so far this year, not counting Infinity War, but they've all been kind of par for the course. Nothing has really surprised us. And this was my surprise so far of the first half of 2018. I mean, we're almost halfway through the year and no movie has really surprised me all that much. But this show did it. I love it. Which is why we're talking about it. Exactly. 
All right. Well, as usual, if you enjoyed it, make sure and uh, like us and leave a review. You can leave messages for us at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Go to twoviewsmovies.com. Be sure to leave us a rating or review on that on the podcast stores. Catch you next time.